Kutta Sikh is Chelik Tazayan, the Sikha on Yutshvat. A Yurtzeit is the day when a Tzadik passed away. That is the day when all of his Aveda, all his Torah and Aveda, his mitzvahs ascend upward, go into a higher sphere. For us, the people left behind, what this means is that we have to focus on what was the thrust of that Tzadik's Aveda in this world, and from that we should learn what to do. Now, for any, even an ordinary Yid, a lifetime of Aveda includes so many different things, so many different areas in, uh, in which a Yid serves Hashem. So how do you know what is the focus of his life? So that would be difficult, but by the, uh, by the Friediger Rebbe, Yutshvat, he made it clear to us what the focus of his life was, because he gave us a Maimer Basri Lagani to study on the day that he ultimately passed away. And if we look into this Mimer, we will see what the focus of his life, of his Torah and Aveda was. So at the end of the Mimer, the Rebbe speaks about the importance of Zrizus, which means not to procrastinate. A mitzvah comes your way, something good that you have to do comes your way. Don't delay it, don't procrastinate. As the Medrash says, that a person isn't in control to say, wait until I... uh, till I figure it out and then I'll do it because nobody knows if he'll be around to after that moment nobody knows when the last day of his life is and therefore you have to do it immediately so in other words that this this means that zrizus which means doing things getting to it and not delaying is not just a detail of a mitzvah it's not just that's another way in which one can perfect his mitzvah there are two, days of, two ways of doing a mitzvah, the less perfect way, the more perfect way, through, by Zrizus, it's not just that. But rather, Zrizus is a fundamental thing in Torah mitzvahs in general. It applies to every situation, every situation a person has to, every mitzvah, you have to be ready to do it on the moment's notice and not to delay it. Because not only... If you don't do it that way, not only will it not, your mitzvah not be done to perfection, but you may forfeit the opportunity to do it altogether. So therefore, this is a more fundamental idea, doing a mitzvah bezrizus. This can also be seen from the way they phrase this idea, ein machmitzin es ha-mitzvahs, that you do not allow the mitzvah to become chametz, so to speak. If something comes to your, your way, do it immediately. When you delay a mitzvah, what happens is what the Pasuk says of Shmartem es HaMatzis, you shall be on top of, you shall be careful and oversee and make sure that you do your matzahs properly. So the word matzahs can also be read mitzvahs. Shmartem es HaMitzvahs means that don't allow the mitzvah to become chametz, don't allow it to become sluggish, bloated like, like chametz, it's pushed off. It's, uh, and it's not done bezrizus, it's not done quickly, that is the opposite of a shmartem as a mitzvah, a matzah, and therefore that is, you're losing the, uh, the idea of a shmartem as a mitzvah. What does he talk about at the beginning of the Maimer? He tells you what those, those mitzvahs that you're going to do bezrizus, what should they be? What type of mitzvah should one focus on? And the focus is, Hashem desire to have for Himself a dwelling place, a home in Tachtainim, in the lowest elements. Even though it's true that every mitzvah also plays in and, and uh, 
fosters and brings about the Dira B'Tachtainim. But we can understand that the focus of Dira B'Tachtainim means that there are certain things which have to be done which are especially, um, they lend themselves to bringing about Dira B'Tachtainim more than just the general idea of mitzvahs. And what that is can be understood from the phrasing of this statement, of this uh, phrase. There are three points that can be made about just the words which are used in order to bring out that point. He says, Hashem had a desire that to make for himself. means for himself. Dira, which means a dwelling place, a home. And Tachtayna means in the lower elements. What, is the, what are the points that are brought out from this? From Loyiz Baruch means that it means for the essence of Hashem, not for some lower level, what's called Giluyim, Iris, things which Hashem spawned from Him, and that is not the essence of Hashem. It's something that comes from Him. That's not what he's looking to bring down into the Tachtainim. It's Loyiz Baruch, his essence, his essence, that's what he wants to be in Tachtainim. Dira, which means that he wants to be here in a permanent place, in a permanent way. Not just come to visit. He's here, he leaves. Dira means a place where a person stays. That's where you are based. That's the place where you are permanently. And Betachtainim means that he wants to be in the very lowest place in this physical world and not in some heavenly world, in some higher level world. And these three ideas are actually interdependent on each other. When you talk about Giluyim, which means those mid-level uh, revelations of godliness, since they, are, they come from somewhere, they were created by Hashem from Himself, so they are not dependent on themselves like Atmos, like the essence of Hashem, which which means He comes from Himself. It, it's nothing came before Him, nothing created Him, nothing made Him. These Eiris were created by something, by their source. So therefore, when something is created by something else, and therefore not self-dependent, it means that they can't be permanent. They're totally dependent on whoever made them. That means that they can't be permanent. It, it's totally dependent on the one who made them, whether they should exist or not. And since they, they, are, they exist in a certain way, with certain parameters, the way they were created, therefore they cannot be revealed in Tachtainim, because Tachtainim, the world, the physical world, is not a place where godliness can be revealed. In fact, its very name expresses that it conceals God. So therefore... Any mid-level, um, anything that, a gilui, something that is there in order to be revealed, cannot exist in Tachtainim, in the very lowest world. Only the essence of Hashem is able to exist in Tachtainim. In fact, Atzmus cannot be revealed only in Tachtainim, because anything other than His very essence, and the very lowest level where He's completely concealed, cannot reveal, cannot contain the revelation of the essence of Hashem because anything lower than him is already lowering himself and therefore not able to be revealed there. So the only place that can contain, can host Atmos, the essence of Hashem, is only Tachtainim. So the three are interdependent with each other. 
And a person's Avaida has to also align with these three ideas. It has to be loy yizbarich, which means the Avaida that we do is only focused on Hashem. This is what He wants. This is what He needs. That's why I'm doing it. I don't do it because I want to be connected to Hashem. I don't even do it because I want to be the one that accomplishes what Hashem wants. Because that still puts a focus on myself. I do it simply because this is what He wants. I do it for Him and only for Him. It has to be done in a way of dira, which means permanence. Not that I have my ups and downs, and sometimes I am in the mood, and sometimes I'm not in the mood. A person has to be committed to do the Aveda of Hashem constantly, on, on an ongoing basis, without change. Permanence. And it has to be done betachtainim, which means the type of Aveda that we do in today's day and age has to be done with the lower element specifically, as will soon be explained, what that means. And of course, these three things, in, the, in other words, these three uh, uh, elements in the Avedas of a person are also dependent on each other. If a person doesn't do his Aveda exclusively to serve Hashem, he does it because he has an agenda, he would like to be part of it, and whatever, uh, as subtle as the agenda may be, then we are subject to change. Sometimes I am in the mood, sometimes I'm not in the mood, but if I do it only for Hashem, so then it doesn't matter what I'm in the mood for. He needs it, he wants it, and it doesn't matter that I am in the mood or not. I do it because he wants it, so then he, he is in the mood. Therefore I have to do it. And for this reason we could also, I would be ready to do it even with the lowest elements, because this is what he wants this is what I'm trying to carry out, so therefore my focus will be to work with with the lower elements, and we'll soon explain how that might not work out if you do it for your own purpose. This, the, this behavior was also exhibited by the Friediger Rebbe in these three elements. We saw his Avaida expressed in these three elements. It's well known that the Friediger Rebbe's life and his tenure as a Rebbe was all the 30 years that he was a Rebbe was intensely involved Messias Nefesh on his part as was explained by the Rebbe once uh, previously that there were three decades in which the Rebbe was Rebbe and each one had a different uh, challenge to him the first decade was in Soviet Russia and he had to fight off the Soviet uh, bear in order to be able to, and and continue to promote Yiddishkeit even under their um, you know under their oppressive regime. The second decade he was, lived in Poland and over there he had he had to contend with different um, leaders of different Jewish communities which didn't see it his way. And he had to also stand firm and, and that the Chabad way, this is the way we do it, even though they had different ways of thinking of and seeing and, and, and the practicing things. And he had to deal with that and contend with it. And the third uh, decade was in America, where the great challenge of America is different and uh, who, you're never going to be able to recreate um, you know, a Torah community over here. And the Friedrich Rebbe had to, with great mysterious nefesh, push through that as well and create a Hasidish community here in America too and the Sirius Nefesh is something which doesn't it doesn't come 
to someone when they are serving Hashem because they have an agenda. Sirius Nefesh means you're completely, totally focused on what Hashem wants. It's totally, purely loyiz barach. Because your own agenda doesn't lend itself to mysterious nefesh, to actually endangering your life and often sending people to endanger their lives, which is what the Friedrich Rebbe did, and many of them did get killed. And so that doesn't come from anything less than mysterious nefesh, from loyiz barach. And of course, loyiz barach, mysterious nefesh, is what gives it a permanence. There was never a change. It always had to be done. There was never any let-up in the Friedrich Rebbe's Messias Nefesh. So it brought in the second element as well, the permanence of that kind of Avedah. Now, although the Friedrich Rebbe expressed his Messias Nefesh and his, uh, his spreading of Torah and Yiddishkeit in every area possible, but his focus, there were three, there were areas in which he was especially focused. One was, he wanted to create what's called today a Beis Medrash L'Rabbanim, Batei Medrashim L'Rabbanim, which means schools which would foster the creation of Rabbanim. They focused on Halacha Lemaisa, on not just on the esoteric areas of Torah or Pilpulim and the beauty of the intellect of Torah, but what does it mean? Where, how does it translate into practical Halacha? That's what his focus was. He also put a great emphasis on promoting the actual practice of mitzvahs, mitzvahs maiseis, that Yidin should actually do mitzvahs. So he sent people to, uh, to build mikvahs and sent moyalim into different uh, communities because there were mitzvahs that were being neglected and had to be brought back. Those active mitzvahs, the act of a mitzvah had to be brought back. That's, that was the second focus of his. And then he had a great focus on educating children. Children had to be educated, and Dafka Altaras Akedish, which means pure Torah, not um, watered down by secular studies and other things that are done in school. He wanted it to be focused on Torah itself, but specifically children. And that's what the Rebbe means, that his focus was on Tachtainim. Within Torah, it was what would be called the lower elements of Torah or mitzvahs. What do we mean by that? Let's say in Torah, there are many different ways, areas of Torah that people can focus on. There are people that focus on analysis of Torah, the beauty of bringing together two different divergent ideas and showing how they all share the same um, point it's purely intellectual. That's an, a higher element. There's something called la fashola, to bring new ideas, introduce new ideas into Torah, of course from within Torah, not make up your own ideas, but to bring out from Torah new ideas which nobody had uh, noticed until now. And then there is la sukeshmaita libidahilchasa, to bring out what does it mean practically? What does it mean on the bottom line? Am I allowed to do this or am I not allowed to do that? So the Sukhashmaitis, Liba de Hilchasa, talking about how does Torah translate into daily practice, that would be considered the lower element of Torah. It's not the purely intellectual, the beauty of the intellect of Torah. It doesn't, in, it doesn't encompass that as much. And people that are into studying in the intellectual and removed and esoteric ideas don't like spending time studying practical halacha.
But the Friedrich Rebbe put an emphasis on that, on the Tachtainim. The same could be said also about mitzvahs, the practice of mitzvahs. There are mitzvahs can be understood what is the meaning of the mitzvah what is the, why does Hashem want it what's the kavana behind it what does it accomplish in the world of Atzilus and in the higher worlds and so on many different ways in which one can approach a mitzvah, there are mitzvahs which are practiced through learning for instance you can't bring karbonus now, so how do we practice the mitzvah of karbonus by learning about them, so that's a higher element of carrying out that mitzvah but of course it doesn't actually do the mitzvah. You're not actually doing the mitzvah of the carbon. Only the person that actually does the mitzvah is actually capturing the mitzvah. Everything else is removed from the practice of the mitzvah, even though the practice is a much lower concept than the understanding and the idea behind it and so on. And the Friedrich Rebbe had his focus on the practice. And the same is true also when somebody studies with children. A person could be spending his time teaching adults who can understand a much higher level of Torah, a much deeper level of Torah. When you teach children and the most basic, uh, basic uh, levels of their teaching, like Aleph, Beis, and so on, that is the lowest element of the teaching of Torah. Yet the Friedrich Rebbe was focused specifically on that. And the only way somebody can be focused on the lower elements that we just mentioned is because he's not in it for himself. He's not in it in order to refine his neshama and to reach heights in his neshama. It's about loyiz baruch. It's about what does Hashem want? What does Hashem need? That's what he needs. The tachtainim. And therefore the focus was on the tachtainim. That's where we need to bring that's what we need to bring the Atzmas into, to Tachtainim, and that's what the Friedrich Rebbe was focused on. The Rebbe concludes with saying that sometimes you have to, today, you have to explain everything. You have to tell everyone what exactly you mean. So I'll, he says, I'll tell you two things. First of all, there's a great need that people should learn Torah for the purpose of becoming Rabbanim, because there's a lot of Rabbanim missing. We need many communities which need a Rav, and that's what needs to be done today. That's a lesson that we can take out of Yutzvat to bring our Torah down to the the uh, the realm of halacha and to actually produce Rabbanim. The second point that has to be brought out is that when we teach children, there is it's become customary in the Western world that we that every child has to learn secular studies and sometimes there's a great amount of secular studies that is heaped on the curriculum much more than the government expects much more than they really need we have to if the law says that we have to teach it the rebbe says then we have to teach as little as possible just barely get by what the law says because our in our focus and our purpose is to teach the child as much Torah as possible and not to preoccupy him with all kinds of other teachings therefore that's another thing that we have to bring uh, take out from the Friedrich Rebbe's method of teaching and one might say that this is asking too much and will never be able to be successful in bringing out this kind of removing ourselves from secular studies and just focusing the child's attention on Torah so we see that when the Friedrich Rebbe sent his shluchim, and when he worked in order to bring Yiddishkeit to the Soviet Union, also nobody could foresee in a, in a natural way that this could have any success at all. But yet we see that it was because of that work 
that there are many hundreds and thousands of Yidin that today are Shem Ritayra Mitzvahs because of the effort that the Friedrich Rebbe put in in Russia and the same will happen here too if we just put in the effort we will see lots of good results and nachas from the children that they grow up to be Chsidim, good Jews, learned Jews and so on.